I'm Kelly Taylor and welcome to Canada Talks Archery. We're here to talk about anything and everything as it applies to archery from compound and recurve to target and hunting. Canada Talks Archery is proud to have PSC Archery as its presenting sponsor. For quality bows for every application, when you want precision shooting equipment, trust PSE Archery. Check out PSE's latest bow, the Shootdown Pro. Contact your local authorized retailer or visit pscarchery.com. Today, we're proud to have with us Aaron Bull, President of Archery Canada, and PSC staff shooter Dean Thornton, joining us from Calgary. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Dean, Kelly. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. All right. Thank you for joining us. And Aaron, why don't you uh, give us a quick rundown on what the uh, rule changes are for 3D archery in the upcoming season? Yeah, so we've uh, adjusted our format for our nationals after the feedback that we've had over the last um, event that was in P or in PEI there last summer. So after that event, as you know, it was a new format for us as Archery Canada. Um, and what we heard from the community is that, you know, they wanted more targets, they wanted more shots. So we've went uh, to 60 targets. So there's going to be 60 targets, uh, three rounds of 20 this year. And then uh, another big thing we heard from the feedback after PEI was that they wanted their scores to carry with them into the finals. So we're still keeping a finals. We're still going to have, um, you know, that be live streamed out. But this year, you're going to carry your total after the first 60 targets into that finals. Uh, one thing we did introduce is that if you shoot an inside out on the 11 ring, that's actually going to be a 14. So kind of similar like to the ASA has their 14 ring um, to, you know, make it a little bit more competitive. We've introduced that uh, inside out 11 ring. So that means if you're inside the 11 ring, not touching the outside at all, you would score 14 points on that shot. So, you know, it's still going to make, uh, you know, people be able to move up a little bit in the standings and put the pressure on the guy who's in the lead to, uh, you know, keep shooting those 11s. Okay. I was going to say it's, it's, so the scoring is going to be a little bit like ASA now where you, you finish with your qualifying score, let's say it's a 432, um, and then your scores from the uh, from the shoot down get added to that for the final result. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So that carry that total is going to carry with you right through the weekend. So you know you shoot a you shoot a five on the first round. You know that five is still going to impact your score. Your score is never gonna it's never gonna reset. And uh, just similar to ASA, and they have that fourteen ring in the finals. Um, this 14 ring is only going to be in the finals. So for your three qualification rounds, that 14 ring is not in play. The 11 is what you would score there just as a normal 3D round. And do you have to call it the way you do in an ASA tournament? No. So there's no calling of the 11s. Um, you know, it's, it's similar that way. So there's, you know, you're not going to be calling an upper or lower or anything like that. Nope. If just, if you shoot that 11, uh, you're going to get those bonus points there added to your score. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, and then there's also going to be a new mixed team event coming in. Yeah. So that's another thing that, you know, we've, uh, decided to add this year, you know, team events are part of, uh, you know, a lot of, 
different types of championships now, whether those be target or field or, you know, 3D at the world's levels. So, you know, just to give people the opportunity to shoot a team event to, uh, you know, add something else, as well as this team event is going to have cash prizes attached to it. So, you know, this year we're just testing it out, seeing how it goes over. And um, yeah, again, it's just, you know, something that, you know, we've heard people ask for. They've, you know, really liked the Fred Usher Cup or what was the Fred Usher Cup in the Target event. And, uh, you know, this is just something to try and add some interprovincial rivalry and um, and just something new for our 3D archers. Well, anything that can add interest to an event is going to be a positive thing. And I, I don't think anyone's ever left an archery event going, gee, I wish I could have shot fewer arrows, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, if team event is optional, we hope people, you know, sign up for it. And, uh, you know, we have a number of different categories. So there's uh, under 21 category. There is a known distance category. There is a um, traditional category and then a unknown distance category. So we've kind of uh, put all the different disciplines into four broad categories. So everyone will have, you know, a chance to compete in it. And it's a mixed team event. So it's uh, teams of men and women. Okay. And let's just go back to the impetus for this, because you mentioned that there was some surveys done from the previous uh, 3D championship. So you're actually responding to what people have requested, right? Yeah, that's exactly right, Kelly. So, you know, we made the the big change and we went ahead um, to change the format for PEI. That decision was made by the, the 3D committee prior to, um, you know, COVID even. So that was back in 2019 when that format change was was made. But we you know we never got to test it out until 2022. And, uh, you know, that format was probably a little bit more closer to what you'd see at a world's event. Um, but yeah, we listened to the feedback and, you know, this event is for the community and it, you know, it's, we want to obviously prepare our archers for higher levels of competition and be able to, you know, to, but to offer them an event at the same time that they, you know, are excited for and that they, you know, want to come out to. And so that's really what we tried to do here is, you know, the, big things that we heard back was more arrows and we want to be able to carry our scores through, you know, not have them reset. So those are two changes that we've made is, you know, more arrows and your score is not going to reset. Okay. How much of an impact is the partnership between Archery Canada and ASA Archery having on the 3D game in Canada? Well, we're really seeing it evolve. So initially when, Archery Canada and ASA, you know, started talking and, you know, we're able to, to come up with this partnership. It was really us acknowledging how ASA is growing in the U S and how it would be in our best interest to, you know, team up with them and try to be able to offer that same ASA brand in Canada. So it's, uh, you know, we're really excited about it and it's, you know, it's unfortunate. We really haven't been able to capitalize on it until, you know, the last season, with uh, going through COVID, but you know, you've seen what Alberta's done, and I know Dean's been part of that there with uh, their ASA tour, and you know, we're seeing other ASA events across the country, and you know, I think that's somewhere where we really recognize there's opportunity for growth, 
you know, from the feedback we get, archers want to see more ASA events. Another thing that we hear is that archers want to be able to compete for, you know, cash prizes and to attach that to events. And I think the ASA gives us, you know, a great opportunity to be able to, you know, have a legitimate format that we can then, you know, attract sponsors, attract hopefully, you know, contingency money at some point. These are all, you know, goals that we have. All right. So let's throw it over to Dean there and uh, find out. Dean, how do you feel about these changes to the 3D Canadian Championship format? Yeah, I, I like the changes. Um, I, I, mind you, I did enjoy the the uh, the feeder scoring, but I think that that kind of only kind of apply to a few people that were like trying out for the team and stuff. You know, you were kind of practicing for an event that only happens you know, once every two years. So going back to this, I'll say the old format, because basically what we're doing, uh, we're still going to be IBO scoring and only the 11 ring, like I say, on the shoot down will count as a 14 if you're inside out. Now, personally, I'm a risk or reward kind of shooter. Um, what I would have liked to have seen is um, the 14 ring being burned into the target like an ASA target where, you know, it's if you if you miss low, you're an eight, miss high, you're either an eight or five as in ASA. But, you know, with the type of scoring that we're going to do at the nationals, it's it's not so much of a risk because if you, you know, if you're shooting at the eleven it's still a solid 10 should you miss or 11 if you hit it. I mean, yes, if you go inside out, and I think you'll see a lot of guys, especially the known category, I think you'll see a lot of those guys being able to, you know, hit those 14s. Obviously, the unknown category, you know, where, where you're guesstimating the yardage, I, I don't think you'll see it have an impact there. Um, but like I say, I, I'm i pretty sure you'll see a, a, a an impact in the known distance. So, like I say, personally, I'd love to see everything go to full ASA scoring. Um, IBO is fun. I've enjoyed it. I've shot IBO for years. But this new challenge of, you know, shooting upper or lower 12s and 14s in the shootouts, it's it's really changed the game, um, especially here in Alberta, because uh, ever since we started with that ASA tour that we have, We've had numerous, numerous new archers coming out and, and trying it. Um, and, I, and I believe that's because known distances. Um, I believe that the future of archery worldwide is known distance. Um, yes, there's still the IBO. There's still going to be, you know, unknown categories and people like that. But we struggled at our ASA to have six shooters in open i mean obviously years ago that was unheard of you would get 20 or 30 guys now we we struggle to get six whereas you know if you saw the canadian indoors that we recently had in calgary the known categories were huge you know and you're getting a lot of guys a lot of hunters you know they're coming out and you know they feel confident to shoot because they're not you know judging those distances so like I said, I like the changes. I'm 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 all for it. Um, I would have liked to have seen the fourteen 
ring placed, you know, like an ASA target. But uh, like I say, we're definitely going forward. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we've got this new format. But in the future, uh, I would love to see like full ASA scoring, you know, at the tournaments. Because like I say, it's it's been a huge success in Alberta. Um, this past year, we had archers from Manitoba, Saskatchewan, British Columbia, all came to the events. And uh, and they're going to be coming to the events again this year. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward to this year for sure. Okay, well, let's let Aaron address your point about the uh, ASA targets. I'm I'm wondering, Aaron, if if part of the problem is um, having to adapt these new rules to you know a bunch of existing targets as opposed to going out and buying brand new ASA targets. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. So, I mean, to Dean's point, uh, you know, I think asset archery canada and us on the 3d community or committee sorry uh recognize that you know no one is the future and as uh dean mentioned in calgary there we've had you know more people that shoot than i've ever had come and say you know we need known youth classes we need known master classes and you know that's definitely something that the 3d committee is going to be talking about here now back to the point about uh, these rule changes yeah um, you know, we hear you, Dean, and we hear the community uh, in what you're saying. And, you know, it may seem like, uh, you know, why didn't we just go to the 14? And one reason is what you said there, Kelly, is, you know, to have an event host and they just don't have the ASA targets. The second is we thought it, you know, could potentially be confusing if we're going from an IBO scoring style and then, you know, just for the finals, introducing an ASA target. And, you know, then do we, do we, then do we introduce the 12 rings? You know, do you have to call it? Do we just keep the, you know what I mean? There's all these other challenges that open. So, you know, we just felt with simplicity, we would just, you know, give a little bit of reward for shooting that inside out 11, um, you know, to Dean's point, there's, there's no risk. Yes. Um, and, you know, this is by no means, like we said last time, right? Like we're going to listen to feedback. And if, you know, there's, you know, lots of feedback that an ASA event on its own is what we need for, um, you know, I'm not saying that we'd replace our national championships with an ASA event, but, you know, maybe there's room there to somehow incorporate a standalone ASA event. Yeah, no, that would be, that that would be great. And and I, like I say, I, I, I enjoy IBO scoring. I enjoy that, 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 type of archery um and we could do the nationals with ibo scoring and bring in known classes i'm not i'm you know i i'm not kind of wanting to stop shooting kind of ibo <laughs> I, I kind of enjoy some of that unmarked stuff quite a bit myself but uh i think for the consensus people i've spoke to it's just bringing in new people yeah um, there's just not a lot of archers out there that really have the time to practice judging you know we yeah. we've seen this this last year we've seen so many new people and they've all basically said well you know now that it's known you know we can come with our friends and we're not walking around at the back of the target looking for arrows you know we we're we're just out here enjoying it um you know whether they're shooting the hunter category or even as a guest you know they're really enjoying it because now there's like I say, there's no pressure on on guessing the distance of the target. 
Well, I'm, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the nationals this year. I, I really am. Like I say, I, I would, like I said, I would have liked to have seen that risk or reward, you know, where if you're going for that 14, and I totally understand with the clubs, with the targets, it's, it's really difficult. Like we, here in Alberta, we had to buy all new ASA targets, you know, for this tour. Um, and that's expensive for a club to do that. I, I understand that. And, uh, but but I hope, you know, eventually, you know, down the road where other provinces see the success that that we've had in Alberta. And I do know that there are other provinces that are actually starting like their own little tours. Um, yep. I just hope that they all see. And then, of course, then the clubs then will maybe start to buy, you know, ASA targets. And 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 then, you know, eventually, you know, we, we could you know, down the road, the Holden ASA national, you know, I think that would be, that would be exciting for sure. And we'd still have, you know, the, un, you know, unmarked category for archers if they want it. But, but I truly believe it's dying unmarked. We're even seeing target archers starting to come now and shoot 3D tournaments because they, they like, well, let's take Paige Pierce. Let's take Paige. You know, Paige never judged a target in her life, you know, and as soon as they opened up that known 50 category for the women um, and made it a pro event this year, now she's she's going to be at all the tournaments. And so you'll see a lot of target girls and guys, you know, coming in and shooting 3D. So, you know, eventually I'd like to see that here too. Well, I think one of the biggest advantages to the known categories is, you know, whether you're... Um... You know, whether you're a younger archer and losing an arrow becomes, you know, quite disheartening, or if you're a more experienced archer and losing an arrow is a $40 hit, there's a lot of appeal to shooting a known category and being able to dial in the sight and know that at least you got, you know, a reasonable chance of putting it into foam, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, Dean, what are your plans for this year? You uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, before the broadcast that uh, you're excited about what's coming up. You're heading to Reading. That's going to yes, be I cool. Leave, I leave early Saturday morning. Um, I'm driving down there with uh, an Alberta archer, Nathan Fleet. Uh, him and I are going down. I'm going to probably get into Reading Sunday afternoon. I'm going to be staying with Paige and Tate for a a few days, uh, do some practicing out at Paige's parents' home because we can shoot out to 100 yards there. Uh, the tournament unofficially starts on Thursday where we shoot the the, the Pro-Ham, where you do like a little warm-up there. You can shoot 10 targets on the lower part of the course and then 10 targets on the top of the course. Uh, and then Friday morning, that that's when uh, the official tournament starts. So so I'll be down there for probably 12 days. Hopefully the weather's good because I need to get a tan after all this cold <laughs> weather we've had here. Um, you look as soon as I come back, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be switching everything over to uh, my ASA kind of setup um, because we have our first ASA uh, tour shoot at the end of May at Medicine Hat. So I want to make sure that... Uh, all my stuff's dialed in and that I'm ready to go and and try and defend my title from last year. So, so yeah, now, that's uh, that's how my season's looking. When we were talking a little bit earlier, you mentioned uh, Paige Pierce 
And I asked yes. her how she sets up for the Sasquatch. And she says she pulls her sight all the way into the riser, drops it all the way to the bottom of the bar. And then so she doesn't get fletching contact, she shoots um, a two fletch. That, that's correct. Yes. Um, you're that's able to do it a little bit differently, aren't you? Tell, tell us about yeah, that. Yes. Yeah. With with my, I mean, I'm shooting 60 pounds. Um, and with the, the speed that, I, that I'm getting out of the bow, I, I get good clearance. I can, I can drop my bar all the way down, my sight bar, all the way down to 110 yards. Um, and I don't get any uh, contact whatsoever with the veins. Um on, on the on the scope whatsoever but uh but yeah no it's <laughs> it, it, i remember the first time i saw Paige doing that it actually made me laugh uh, and i thought oh there's no way two veins are going to fly a hundred yards but uh that girl's mastered it and she knows how to tune a bow so so yeah no it's uh it, it's pretty good and, and for those people listening if you've if you've never been to reading and shot the trail classic you're actually missing out. It's it's probably the funnest archery tournament you'll ever do. Uh, normally the weather's beautiful, a little too hot at times, but it's just it's unbelievable. The organization, the course itself, the targets, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. It, you know, you're doing yourself an injustice if you if you don't go down and try it at least once. It's like the gold standard for uh, outdoor archery, isn't it? You know, when you talk to a lot of guys and girls and you kind of ask them, you know, hey, what's your favorite tournament? Most of them say Reading. They do. And um, I've shot several different um, Reading style tournaments. They, uh, they have a, a tour in California called the Outlaw Tour. Um, and Erin McGladry and myself went down a few years ago and, and shot down there. And uh, that's where we actually shot in a category or in, in a group with Paige. Um, and her and Erin became good friends. And, and you know, we went down. And uh, last year, Erin and I, with Paige and Tate and her dad, we shot Fresno, which was the week before Reading. Uh, it's like a Reading warm-up. We had a lot of fun there. And uh, like I say, the safari-style shoots that they do on the West Coast are lots of fun. And it's all marked yardage orange dots and like i say it's uh it's a lot of fun for sure well aaron we're gonna have to get an event like that up here in canada aren't we yeah i mean sounds really interesting i've never been to uh to reading myself i'd love to go it's on my bucket list for sure um you know you do see some of the east coast guys will do some uh orange spot shoots but uh don't see a lot out in the West, but uh, yeah, it'd be definitely cool to, uh, you know, just have a big, uh, you know, kind of fun jamboree style shoot like that. It looks like it's a blast. Well, it certainly yes. do a lot for uh, attracting new people to archery, I'm sure. So Aaron Bull, thank you for joining us on uh, Canada Talks Archery. Um, we'll slide back to Dean for a little bit because um, I mean, Dean's a staff shooter for our sponsor, PSE Archery. And he's had the uh, the good fortune to try out the latest bow, the Shootdown Pro. Dean, tell us about the Shootdown Pro. Oh, yeah, it's really nice. I first shot the bow uh, when I was down in Vegas. That's where we did the uh, the big release of the bow. Um, I got mine with the S2 cam. I've got it right now set at 29 inches, uh, 60 pounds, I think... 
my arrow weight is uh, three. I've been testing arrows all day, actually. I've been, uh, I was shooting Superdrive 25s, 23s. I shot Superdrive 19s out of it. I've shot some hyperspeeds out of it. Um, just looking and seeing what kind of grouping uh, and stuff I'm getting in speed. So I think my my best setup through this bow right now is my Superdrive 23s with 120 grains up front. Um, and I'm really liking the S2 cam. It's the first time that I've uh, I, I've shot this style of cam. Um, I've got a Supra RTX with a EM cam, which goes to 28 and a half inches. Now, I'm, I'm normally at uh, 29 inches, just 29 and a quarter. But I, I decided on the EM specifically for tournaments like Redding, where you are kind of shooting angles. Uh, and I and I found that 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 just a little bit shorter draw, I make cleaner releases at at angles, at different angles. Um, so today I was I, I experimented a little bit with a shoot down pro. Uh, I I shot it at twenty nine. I shot it at twenty eight and a half. I was doing a little bit of angles and and uh, I, I, yeah. I, I actually liked it at 29. It, it, it shot really well. It holds really nice. The the S2 cam draws slightly different to the EM cam that I'm that I'm used to. It just it, it's it's smooth, but it just loads up just at the end. Um, and like I say, it holds well. It's solid, um, very balanced bow. I, I I really like shooting it. The grip is great. I I like really narrow grips and i wasn't really sure that i i'd like this new grip but it uh but it definitely works i i like it so i'm going to leave the grip on uh and yeah just keep practicing with it it's going to be my asa bow for this year um my rtx i'm going to leave set up uh you know with my red in uh uh spec and I'll probably use that bow to shoot some field tournaments because we're going to have some field tournaments here. Um, there's one big one in Saskatchewan that I might go to. So, yeah, I'll have both setups. But like I say, that that new shoot down pro, I'm really liking it. One one of our other pro staff shooters here in Alberta, Cameron Herbert, he's got the M2 cam. And he really likes that. He cams with 31 and a half, 32 inch draw. Um, and yeah, he's loving that bow. Uh, he's uh, he's he's really enjoying it. The M2 cam uh, for me. I, I tried Corey Smandich. Corey's another uh, pro staff shooter here in Alberta, and I tried his Dominator Duo with the M2 cam, and it, it reminded me of the old um, Spiral Pro from Hoyt. Uh, I shot for Hoyt for fourteen years, and I was so used to that Spiral Pro. Uh, I love that cam, but when when um, when John Dudley switched, you know, I'm with Knock On, and uh, when John told me that we were moving over to Hoyt, um, uh, moving away from Hoyt, and then we were going to PSE, I was actually quite excited because uh, PSE is the first bow I ever had, so it was uh, it was kind of like coming home, and, and and I've enjoyed it ever since. Ever since I've um, shot for PSE, I feel like my scores of uh, I've been really good. Like I, I've won two indoor Canadian championships. Um, I finished third 
in the Fresno Safari shoot, and I finished second in Reading last year. So, uh, yeah, the, the PSE definitely works for me, for sure. And I think well, it works for your son, too, doesn't it? It does, yes. So I am looking forward to getting my shoot down pro. It's on order. Um, I'm going to set it up for 3D. Uh, I'm looking for, hoping for it to be, uh, you know, a good fun bow for for 3D. Um, and uh, I think I think it'll be a little bit different than my Dominator Duo. I'm just excited to try it out. I'm getting the SE cam, so it's going to be a little smoother. Um, maybe not quite as aggressive as the M2 cam. But even at that, the M2 cam on the Dominator Duo, it's not, um, you know, it does let you settle into the shot, which is really nice. Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, I liked it. I, and I, like I said, I, I know that I could shoot that that cam quite well because I'm a, I'm like an explosive shooter. I like to pull. I like to pull on, on them. And I, and I, like I said, I, when I went to the first uh, PSE bow, I shot the Evolve cam on my, I, th I think my first one was a, the Prevail 3D. And I really liked that cam. It was nice. It was soft. It was fast. Uh, so, yeah, I just kind of fell in love with that Evolve cam and, and it, it's hard to kind of get away from that. But I, I after shooting the bows down in Vegas, uh, I knew that I kind of wanted that S2 cam. It'll give me a little bit more speed. Um, although we do have a speed restriction in the ASA tour that we're holding in Alberta, um, you know, quite comfortably, I, I can get uh, 295 out of the Shoot Down Pro with a 375 grain arrow at... 29 inches 60 pounds so i know it's going to be a great 3d bow for sure well that's pretty quick and for 3d you kind of want a little bit of speed because um you don't want to have a whole lot of arrow drop or you don't want the arrow to be so slow that it gets uh, held up by the wind too no exactly exactly and i'm gonna like i say i'll i'll be at the outdoor canadian nationals and i'll be shooting unknown there so that extra little bit of speed you know, no, definitely helps, but uh, yeah, it's something that, like, I say this, this S two cam, it's new for me, and um, it's something that I'm, I'm really enjoying. So I'm just gonna spend a little bit more time in it when I get back from Reading. Um, like I say, I'll try a couple of more setups, but I think I'm leaning more to the Eastern uh, Superdrive twenty three with hundred and twenty grains up front, and I think that'll be perfect for marked and unmarked so yeah that's uh, i think that's the setup i'm going to run this year for sure all right very good gentlemen i think we'll wrap it up there thank you very much uh, dean thornton joining us from calgary aaron bull president of archery canada sounds like we have some exciting changes coming up for uh, 3d archery in canada so i'm looking forward to it cheers thank you uh, thank you guys very much and now a message from Archery Canada. Please consider supporting the Canadian Archery Foundation. The foundation is the philanthropic arm of Archery Canada, which itself is a registered charitable amateur athletic association. The foundation's mandate is to support the advancement of archery in Canada with targeted support to non-Olympic disciplines of archery, such as compound. It was founded in 2009 on the belief that every athlete should have the opportunity to be successful in their archery journeys. 
Its mission is to grow and develop the sport of archery in Canada. Donations are vital to helping the foundation fulfill its mission and paramount to helping athletes stay on target with their goals. High-level competition outside the Olympic pathway is expensive and is not funded by government, leaving athletes to fend for themselves financially. Please consider making a legacy gift, either in your will or insurance policy, and donations are also greatly appreciated. To find out more, please visit www.archerycanada.ca. All donations are eligible for tax receipts. <music>